Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, all right, all right. Wow, I'm back. We're back. February 28th, uh, Monday. That's what it is. It's almost March. Uh, I was in California for a week. Uh, nothing nothing really to say about that. It's California. Weather's a little bit better than here. We talked all week last week about how you got away when Nebraska, like when Lincoln had its really cold temperatures last week. Yeah, so. I really think what happened was somebody, I, I need to check with my secretary because somebody has, has my travel schedule. And every time I have a prepared, already paid for thing, the city decides to go crazy, uh, a certain section of the city, and drop all kinds of things on the citizens of Lincoln. Uh, having said that, uh, Karen Bowling and Nate Graz are back in from Nebraska Family Alliance. Thanks for joining us here on Drive Time Lincoln. It's great to be here, Jack. Uh, Nate, do you want to say hello? <laughs> I want to say thanks for having me back. Yeah, thanks for having you back. I guess I should introduce myself. I am the somewhat normal host of Drive Time Lincoln Commander Jack Riggins. Uh, Johnny Cadillac is producing the show. Hope you had a good last week with Doug Fitzgerald. I personally like Doug Fitzgerald's shows quite a bit. Um, boy, we had a lot of guests. We had gubernatorial candidates, senators, governor, the sitting governor, talking about uh, this fairness ordinance. Um, we had Brian Blade from the Midwest Wrestling Association. Um, we just kind of mix it up and go, so I appreciate Doug doing that. Uh, but if you'll recall, the last time I was on the show, Nate came in. And really broke down the fairness ordinance, as we're calling it here in Lincoln, Nebraska. And that was about nine days ago or so. Um, Today is the final day to collect petitions. How is it going? It's going great. It's going great. In fact, we're still taking petitions. You know, people can come bring their petitions back or sign the petition at our office just on the corner of 11th and E. We are open till 630 tonight. All right. So let's make sure we keep saying that deadline. 630 tonight. Although I'm going to go out on a limb, as I've said before, and say it's not required. But I would like, if you care about this issue, that you get engaged and if you listen to the show. Because the whole point of this show is to get informed voters to talk about issues that might be a little uncomfortable sometime, and to get all of us engaged in the democratic process. And that's exactly what this is. Um, let's go back to it's past 5-0, yada, yada, yada. Ten years ago, they tried to pass a very similar thing, and we've broke that down a million ways a Sunday. In the end, it was passed, and then Nebraska Family Alliance, I would say, has been by far the lead. I know you're getting help from the state uh, Republican Party as well as the Lancaster County Republican Party, and I'm sure many churches out there. Um, can you speak to kind of that mobilization, one of you, way back when it was passed? Well, absolutely. So you're right. This issue goes back 10 years uh, to 2012 when the city council passed the original fairness ordinance. And as you mentioned at that time, we led a petition drive that over 10,000 citizens signed requiring the city council to rescind that ordinance or put it on the ballot and let the people of Lincoln vote. And the city council did neither of those things. And then here they are 10 years later attempting to push through a similar ordinance without ever allowing the people to vote on it. And so fundamentally, we have issues with the ordinance itself that really has nothing to do with fairness and also the the process of how we got here and our city council trying to circumvent the will of the people 
and allowing citizens to decide this issue at the ballot box. And that's why I think we've seen such an incredible outpouring of support from across the city. We have had a really uh, broad coalition of, of volunteers. We've actually had over 300 volunteers help circulate petitions. This is an entirely uh, grassroots campaign. And so far, the response has been encouraging. And we've had over 69 churches do signature signings. You know, each church does it differently. And just yesterday alone, yesterday alone, 312 petitions were returned by volunteer circulators. Wow. And we're going to probably reach that number again today. To date, as we were leaving to come here to your studio, Jack, we've already had 1,006 petitions returned. Wow. Wow, is exactly wow. right. And, and like I said, I mean, you you could see an upswell, and I think we were talking about it off air. Um, one thing that wasn't in play 10 years ago was social media, kind of the power of people mobilizing through, um, you know, different social media platforms as well as churches and just the word out. And and when this, the buildup happened, I was paying really close attention. Um, and then it actually happened. I would... I thought to myself, boy, if people that believe in opposition to this can't get this petition done, you know, wow, we're in a lot more trouble than we think we are as far as a working democracy in Lincoln, Nebraska. And so it's really good to see the energy behind it. I know that um, it takes a lot of work for you guys, so I'm going to say thank you because I obviously am in huge opposition to this. Um, tell me also... Nate had mentioned the more he read it, the more it just, I guess, got worse and worse. And I will say something. I was out in California and I was studying up and I read about some of the exclusions in there. Who's excluded? And I just thought, (laughs) I I, I mean, this is a terrible example, but I'm going to give it. Besides another country, say Russia, invading Ukraine for no apparent reason, I, I, I felt the same way reading the ordinance, like an attack on constitutional, an attack on religion, attack on freedom, attack on um, really just normal, everyday people. And anything else sticking out since the last time you were here, Nate? Well, I think really people, when they come to know what's actually in the ordinance and they get beyond the title of fairness, people are shocked. I can give you a couple examples. The The definition of public accommodations in the ordinance is is so broad that it applies virtually anywhere outside of your own house. That uh, if you're in a place of public accommodations, you have to abide by what's in this ordinance. What's interesting, though, is that in this broad definition of public accommodations, one of the things the city council did was actually exempt themselves. They removed any place or facility that's funded by the government from the definition of public accommodations. So there's no uh, there's no religious exemption. So this applies to churches. It applies to private Christian schools, but it doesn't apply to the city building. It doesn't apply to public schools. So it's uh you know, they want this to be fair for everybody, so they say. They think it's great for our city, but apparently not so good that they actually think that the city should have to follow it themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's almost laughable if it wasn't so right in our face, 5 <laughs> and it's here. Karen, I know um, since it was passed, you've been, you know, 
rousing up support and training folks. Um, how has this compared to other initiatives that you guys have seen kind of, you know, as it as it began? Well, I can tell you I was on the ground in 2012, and then we had just under 300 petition volunteers. Um, as of to date, as they're coming back, so far we have 339. Then we did one training. We did four trainings this time and request to do more. So it has just moved along. People are starting to wake up and go, Wait, this is this just doesn't even make sense. This is about free speech. Right. Like this is about the government coming in and telling me how I need to think. Yeah. And you know what? Lincoln is a very welcoming community. And that's been one of the highlights for us as people have been returning petitions. I ended up in tears yesterday, Jack, because a woman with six of her friends from her church, her Ukrainian church came in with seven petitions fully signed handing them to me and said this is why i moved to america yeah this is why i moved to america i don't want the government telling me how i have to think and she had tears in her eyes and said thank you thank you we've had to do the flyers in spanish this time we didn't do that 10 years Mm -hmm. ago but we started having spanish people saying help us understand it we care about the city we live in so we've had spanish people involved and here's the beautiful thing too even today i had a conversation with the some islamic folks and they've signed it because all of these groups care about the good of their neighbor and they care about families. Yeah. It's common sense. It's just it common really sense. is common sense. And I think you know, again, my my travels in the military, uh, whether uh, whether Joe America wants to hear this or not, th- this is my take. Oftentimes, people that have immigrated to the United States the right way have a leg up on one understanding and smelling and seeing oppression and government overreach before we do as private citizens. And two, they oftentimes are a little bit closer to that dream of what is the American dream because they've suffered on the other side. And it's interesting because we've had uh, Elena Newman on and some other folks who have immigrated here, served our military. And it's so interesting because It would be easy for those of us that were born and raised in Nebraska and kind of the classic, you know, you know, grandpa, grandma, farmers, this, that, nothing to to think that they don't see this when, in fact, they share the same values we do, the American values and don't want government overreach. And I was surprised to see how much they've come out as soon as this vote um, came out, you know, two weeks ago or something. It's very important to them. And I think it's really important, too, for listeners to understand this is nonpartisan. Mm-hmm. This isn't Republican. This isn't Democrat. In fact, you can support you can support the ordinance, but you believe that something this grave, you know what? The citizens need to decide, yeah. not just seven council members. We've had people that have come in to sign it that I'm surprised. I know them. I know they, I know their lifestyle. Right. But they go, this is not right. The people of Lincoln need to decide. And, and, and I believe the people of Lincoln will decide. Yeah, I believe the people so far, you're doing great. 
keep going. Uh, again, you can sign up to 630 tonight at Nebraska Family Alliance headquarters location. Yep, we are right on the corner of 11th and E Street, 1106. Stop by, see us tonight, sign the petition, and bring the petitions back. Every signature counts. You know, Jack, we're, we're very confident we're going to hit the minimum of signatures needed, which is a little bit over 4,000. But this is about much more than that. We want to send a message that in Lincoln, Nebraska, we do want this to be a fair and welcoming city. But the ordinance that the city council pushed through isn't about fairness or freedom. In fact, it makes our city less free and less fair. And that's why we're doing this petition. Yeah, well said. I'll I'll tell you what, um, you're exactly right. this needs to get done, but everybody that's in opposition needs to prepare themselves for the same type effort and lead up if it goes to a vote. Uh, because one thing I've learned uh, about legislators, lawmakers who, by God, they're going to get a hyper-partisan agenda pushed through, which is what I consider this, um, they're, they're not necessarily going to give up. They're going to hope that we, the people, don't mobilize and and don't pay attention, especially as you said, Karen. Something that's so common sense, and and I think you're absolutely right. You know, one of the things I get so disappointed on, on when this type of uh, issue is discussed uh, is Lincoln, Nebraska, might be a signature city for diversity and inclusion, dating back to when I first came here in the '90s, and I'm sure well beyond that. We've always had a great um, uh, welcoming and integration with LGBTQ community, with immigrants, with diversity, and it's only gotten bigger, um, you know, since I went away in the military and I come back. And and what I always laughed is when they were doing the, uh, I guess, the proponents of this, everybody that was a proponent talked about how great the city was. Right. And so there was, I guess, maybe this fringe, very fringe minority that wanted it to be done. But I don't know. In the end, I'm disappointed that my city leaders would just even try to do this. Well, I think it's really important to understand that as we are taking the lead on this, we believe everybody should be treated with dignity and respect. Absolutely. That there's absolutely no reason not to do that. So that's really important to us. But we also believe that if you disagree with somebody, that's not discrimination. That's right. That is not discrimination. I mean, we want to be in a city that opens to pluralistic ideas. You know, there's good people here in our city and we want to love our neighbors. But if I disagree with you, that doesn't mean I'm going to treat you with ill regard. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's there's a societal element to that over the last 10, 15 years where if we're frustrated with somebody, we automatically are considering them an enemy opposed to somebody that sees the world a little different. Um, We've gotten uh, further away from negotiating to compromise all those little things and you know and i i'm not necessarily going to pontificate on how or why we got here i'm just excited that the people and nebraska family alliance is working to get this so that the people get to decide because i believe it's that important of an issue in this time in our city um one of the things and we've got nebraska family alliance on all show folks um, if you're out there, I suspect that many of you who are listening are probably at the Capitol with the uh, Freedom Convoy um, and the Nebraska Against Government Overreach. Uh, there's a lot of overlapping things going on. Uh, 
internationally, nationally, and then right here locally. Um, you know, trucks heading from west to east or up in the capital area here in Lincoln today. Um, you know, someone, if you're out there, please call in. I'll take the call. Give us an update of what's going on there. Um, and you just see all of this stuff. Can, speaking of when we disagree, this is a pretty hot-tempered issue in Lincoln, Nebraska. How have you guys been met? as kind of the lead with opposition has, is it normal for Nebraska family Alliance um, because of some of the takes that you guys have and what you fight for, or has it inflamed or have you been left alone to just do it? Well, it's a great question. And you're right. Due to the issues that, that we work on, you know, there's always uh, some heaviness and controversy, but it's certainly been heightened the last two weeks. If, if we've been working on this petition but I would say despite, you know, a few instances of hostility or negative comments, we've mostly been met with gratitude. People yeah. who are thankful that there is someone out there who is standing for them, who's fighting for their families, for their children, for their future, and who's organized this petition to make sure that Lincoln can continue to be a place where everyone is welcome and everyone can live and work according to their beliefs without being fined and punished by their own government. Yeah, and I think the more... I'm probably going on three weeks, maybe four weeks, because I kind of started paying attention when uh, the city council wasn't necessarily putting out tons of information. But this is really about government overreach than it is anything else. When you break it down, you know, the, the elected officials of our government have just went right into the heart of the Constitution of the United States and our freedoms and I think that's one of the main reasons that people are so fired up about this issue. I totally agree 100%. People care about their city, and they want to see the city governed well, right? They want to see that Nebraska, Lincoln, Nebraska, remains a safe community, a welcoming community, and that's what we are. Yeah. Well said, Karen. Uh, 1499.3 KLI on Drive Time Lincoln. We'll be back with Nebraska Family Alliance. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, uh, we're back uh, Monday, February 28th. We're talking fairness ordinance. We're talking the petition with Nebraska Family Alliance. Uh, let's go to a caller real quick. Howdy on line one. Howdy. Howdy. I was glad to sign the petition, my wife and I, at the flea market. Uh, fair they just had they had a, a a booth people were a whole bunch of people were signing up thank goodness and i think a lot of people are really po'd about this too is that these people just vote and rule against the what they know is the rule will of the people doing this shenanigans of pulling this out and let's put veterans in there make it like it's a new bill that was already told to be voted on is bs and they know it and that's what I think is really pissing people off, besides calling it something stupid like the Fairness Doctrine, because it's totally not fair to normal girls and women that have to be forced to see somebody with a male genitalia standing there just because they think they're a woman. That is BS. And I hope you people carry on and get all the signatures and we both this garbage out. Thanks for the call, Howdy. Uh, yeah, and I mean, the, the, the thing with... Um you know, the bathrooms, I mean, that's just one. Um, that is a very big issue. 
Um, but there is many, many more issues when you read through this. Um, and we'll talk with Nebraska Family Alliance a little bit more about that because I think that a lot of us just see it as, oh, it's a fairness thing. It's just a equal opportunity thing. No, no, no. This, this is way, way deeper with fines levied by a body that's not elected. Um, boy, it's, it's something that I honestly haven't seen in America or in Nebraska before to this magnitude. So pretty interesting. Um, yeah, we're going to keep attacking it. And, and like, uh, Karen and Native said, you've got till 630 to go down to Nebraska family line. It's signed 1499.3 KLIN. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're back uh, Monday, uh, February 28th, last day of February, um, 537. We've got Karen Bowles and Bowling, excuse me. What is Sorry. it? Why did I want bowling, to say? Bowling, just like a bowling yeah, ball. Bowling. Yeah, bowling. And Johnny Cadillac's got to get to bowling. And Nate Graz are in from Nebraska Family Alliance. Um, we took a call from Howdy there. Um, as expected, uh, Howdy would not be in favor of this fairness ordinance. And and I think that most people who just peruse over it see the issue with the sex definition and then immediately go to females in bathrooms and vice versa. I mean, I know males that have been, you know, the reverse situation and have gone very bad for them. And I think that's very fair. However, as we discussed, this is as much about definition of sex and what is a service animal as it is about government overreach. And as you said, Nate, the legislation is just bad. It's written poorly. It's got things in it that are very un-American. Well, that's exactly right. And I think what's important to note is that even if even if you're someone who supports the type of ideology that, you know, is being put forth through this ordinance, it's just a bad ordinance. It's 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 really poorly written. A lot of the definitions just don't make any sense. They're unworkable and it's so broad. It's so broad, and they they have this this system where if you are outside, if you step outside the ordinance, you do something that is not allowed, which could be under the ordinance something as simple as saying something, your verbal conduct, which means speech, that just has the effect of offending someone else. That's what the ordinance says. If you say something that has the effect of creating an offensive environment, you could be liable for a discriminatory act punishable up to $10,000 for a first-time offense. And the people who get to decide whether you're, you're guilty is an unelected commission appointed by the mayor. That's not, how we, that's not how we operate. No, that's not America. That's not a democracy. That's not innocent until proven guilty. That is not a court of law. That is a tribunal. That's what that is, folks. That's exactly right. And, and I think once people learn that, they're really shocked because the city council has done the people of Lincoln, a huge disservice by not being open and honest about what this ordinance really does. You know, they they placate, they virtue signal, they use these terms and phrases and slogans that everyone agrees with. Everybody wants fairness. Everybody wants equality. But if you look at what the ordinance actually does, it doesn't line up with what they're saying. And so that's what causes these divisions among people. Uh, and that's not good for our community either. And so we want to help make sure that people know 
okay, what's actually in this ordinance? What does it mean for you, your family, your business? And do you really think that is going to make Lincoln uh, a better city? And we don't think it does. And so that's why we've been uh, encouraging people to, to sign the petition, to help circulate the petition. And, you know, we're here to tell you that the citizens of Lincoln are fired up. They're responding and, you know, they're, they're tired of, of being let down and lied to by their own representatives. Yeah. And Karen, I like that you discussed that there's so much that is not partisan about this this legislation. I mean, it is what it is. Every citizen can read it. I will say that, you know, to Nate's point, you know, I started watching and, you know, they were the city council was changing their transparency. They were very transparent, um, kind of ahead of the power curve. As a matter of fact, as I've looked into law, they were exactly doing what the law says they need to do this July. Four years ago, all the way up until five months ago. And then all of a sudden, they kind of really stretched to doing the bare minimum. And I found that interesting from a council that had been very transparent and, you know, you can engage with them. And then lo and behold, we get through the holidays and this happens. And it's really interesting to me because even Richard McGinnis, who's my district, I have called him. I have emailed him multiple times as the lead up to this. And I've got nothing. I've got nothing. And he knows that I'm a radio personality. Like, he can make a statement one way or the other. Like, I, as my councilman, if you support it, then I would just like to know why. If you're against it, you know, like me, I would say, good, because that's why I voted for you. You know what I mean? And so it's just been interesting, but it leads to this funny dynamic that while it has a lot of things that have you know christian bases fired up but as well as islamic mm-hmm. and other religions people that understand just government overreach a lot of immigrants and people that have come here as well as people that have been here i think everybody's scratching their head going what is this about because you said it you know we no longer i guess will preach sticks and stones you know <laughs> at all it says I look at you and have an effect. And the thing I don't agree with, Karen, and maybe you can comment on this, is city council hasn't thought this through because now it goes both ways. They've written a piece of legislation that says anybody and everybody, right, on all sides of whatever argument henceforth can come to the tribunal and be fined $10,000 because I didn't like the way you looked. Well, it's anybody, any place. That's I, right. That's, I mean, we're talking about public accommodations. We're talking about employment. I mean, this is broad reaching, you know. And so I think citizens are just waking up and going, wait a minute, what kind of city do I want to live in? And it's the American way. We we celebrate differences of opinion, and there can be civility to agree to disagree. But just because I disagree with you doesn't mean that I hate you or I, I think you are less of a citizen than I. That's absolutely not true, regardless of your persuasion. You know, I think it's really important, too. This is nonpartisan. Mm-hmm. This is nonpartisan. We're just saying the people of Lincoln... We want to be able to vote. Yeah. We want to be able to say, you know, we we disagree with you. 
unfortunate we still live in America and our city charter. We're doing due process. That's right. This referendum is due process. You know, 15 days is a quick turnaround and to get 4,137 signatures. But I can tell you by the groundswell, Jack, we're going to get there because people are going, that's not the kind of city I want to live in. I want to live in a city where people can agree to disagree and respect one another. Absolutely. You know, I've had some interesting people return petitions just as we were dialoguing. You know, what brought you in here? Actually, they support the ordinance, but they go, this does not do what the, for the good of the people. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I don't want people to be forced, be forced to think a certain way. Yeah. I want to be able to love my friends and neighbors. That is the persuasive thing, right? We persuade people by our actions. We don't persuade people by fining them 10,000 because maybe they used a wrong term. That's very tragic. Well, and I think one of the great things about Nebraska is its values. I've said this before, uh, its work ethic, um, its commitment to all kinds of diversity. You look at our state's history, Lincoln's history of bringing immigrants, you know, percentage wise, uh, we bat really high percentage compared to other. And, 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 and that has made our community wonderful. Um, government should never be in the business of telling us what to think or how to think. Right. Freedom and and our values and how we raise each other and live in community. We learn how to treat people and how to be accepting. And like I said, um, I, you know, I would say that Lincoln is one of the benchmarks for that. But then we go and do this. And, you know, going forward, Nate, I'm going to assume that all the signatures are gathered. Um, You guys are having a press conference tomorrow. Is that right? That's right. We're going to make a formal announcement tomorrow of the total number of signatures that were collected. So stay tuned, but I think people will be uh, very happy with the results. And I guess then we're back to where we were 10 years ago a little bit, except I would say the public is more uh, forewarned, more educated, more engaged, and and they simply, honestly, by city charter, Karen, you said it, and that's what I've been telling everybody. Like, I'm going to city charter. I'm going to the law. And yes, if I misinterpret the law, I'll admit my mistake on air. And I've done that a few mm-hmm. times. City Councilman Bowers had to correct me. Fair. Um, but by charter. By they, charter. They by, have we're to, a home charter. They yeah. have to rescind or put it to a vote of the people. That's absolutely right. They have two choices before them, to rescind it or put it to the the vote of the people when you do the due process of a referendum and get the required signatures. Any any thought, and maybe this is just me talking, because it's been a rough year um, or two years on a lot of fronts for a lot of different people. Obviously, COVID. Okay. We, we all have struggled with that in our own ways. Um, every, you know, everybody's different. Everybody feels this way. Um, you know, in this state, we've had a big fight with critical race theory, um, in our schools, even at the university a little bit, um, sex health, sex ed, if you will, or health standards. Those have been fights. Um, why the timing of this now, do you think? I mean, it just, to me, it seems like we should be on a pathway to let's get back to normalcy and let's, you know, all just kind of let everything settle. Um, you know, n- nobody knew there was going to be a, a big war 
<laughs> in Europe. But I, well, but let's go back to that. My background, Afghanistan, that was very traumatic for a lot of people. A lot of people. I had veterans, immigrant veterans on the show who had, you know, come and they served in our Marine Corps and they had family in these places. I mean, th- that's enough for one year. And then we've get an ordinance that's a lot of overreach. Do you think it's a misstep by city council or do you think that they're just they didn't think it through? Well, I'll let I'll let Karen weigh in too, but I think the question you're asking is really important. Mm-hmm. And the only people who can really answer it are our city council members. Yeah, and, that's well put. And, and mm-hmm. they they haven't really answered a lot of questions that we've had about the ordinance. Why now? Why did you never allow the people to vote on the original fairness ordinance? Why did you exempt the city from public accommodations but not churches? Why do fines are up to $10,000 decided by an unelected commission? Is this really the definition of public accommodations that you guys want? Is this really the definition of harassment that you think is appropriate? And maybe the answer to those questions is maybe they actually agree with all this. That would be surprising. Yeah. Uh, but maybe they do. Or is it simply they, they didn't really know or understand what was in their own ordinance, and now they've put themselves in a position where they don't want to lose political points, uh, and it'll look bad for them to have to go back and rescind it because they talked all about you know how great this ordinance was and how it's going to make Lincoln a better city. But once you start to, to unravel what's actually in the ordinance, all that starts to fall apart. And so you're asking a really important questions, and there's a lot of questions that I think the people of Lincoln deserve answers for, but unfortunately, the only people who can give them are from the city council. That's true, that's true, and I'll try to get them on again. They've all had invitations for the last three weeks, um, and it's been uh, crickets. It's been crickets, Lincoln. Um, not so much as a text, I mean, you know, that I can put on air, and and and, and they know. Um, and that's not just this news outlet. I haven't heard anything on any outlet, and Nate, I think that's a great point, which is now... Lincolnites, people around the county, you're starting to see the power when you use democracy, you use the city charter, you know, an NFA leading the way along with other groups. They're going to have to answer one way or another. They may not get up and, and say much, but they have to answer it by their next action after you get the votes, because I know you're going to get the votes, I call it, or the, the signatures. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have to answer And I wouldn't see any way, shape, or form that this goes to a vote if they were trying to legislate for the people. Well, I would agree with you. I think the choice, you know, ultimately really should be to rescind it. Back to 2012, when we got the 10,000 signatures, that was at the end of May. Then by August, they announced that they weren't going to put it in the November elections. So we sent out a letter inviting every city council member to the table to converse. Two showed up, one who was for resending it, and the other was undecisive. Never, never hurt. Now, people need to know, once we hit that signature, it's non-enforceable. It is non-enforceable, regardless of what they do. But transparency is the, it's the strength of leadership. Mm -hmm. And when you struggle to defend what you did and are not willing to say, you believe this so much, you, 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 you believe it. Mm -hmm. Well, then tell us why you believe it. That's right. Tell us why you believe it. Lead. Lead. Be our city leaders. And so as Nate said, I, I, I've learned a long time ago, 
I never try to surmise why people think some way or put something up for a vote that goes in the legis- legislature too, but to say it's now your chance to explain to us, be yeah. transparent with us. Well, and I think that that, that will be the key. And uh, it's interesting to going back 10 years, right? Sometimes history repeats itself and we don't always like that. Um, you know, again, signatures, I'm going to assume will get done. Um, I'm going to assume rescind or vote. Nonetheless, I see a lot more than just the city council meetings with council members out in the community explaining their thinking on this. Because it's one thing if you were leading and it's just kind of the normal every day, the budget, the this, you know, a few decisions. But when you're an elected body and you make a decision pretty much unanimous, at least, I mean, there were two absentee ballots, but you have misstepped so bad on what the people want. Right. And that's who you're there to represent that that requires you to defend your position. Right. To explain, to earn some trust back of the people. And that's what what I find so interesting about this. Again, I mean, you know, doing this again. And and I would say to all leaders out there in the city, um, the people have really spoken and I don't think they're going anywhere. And I would hope that you would come forth on shows like mine or others or town halls, not just in your formal city council, you know, kingdom and tell us because I have questions. Forget the sex part of it. Like I said, forget that. I mean, I seriously want to know. I want to, as a citizen, I want to go, well, what's the size of the miniature pony? I want to know what a miniature pony that you decided would be, a service animal, how's that regulated? Like, you didn't think this through. What about this tribunal? Like, who else in America does this? Wow. I'll tell you what, uh, I don't know that we'd be here without you, Nebraska Family Alliance. Well, I will tell you this, Jack. We are honored to serve in this moment in the history of our city. We, we truly are humbled and we're honored because it's the citizens. It is the citizens that are really making it happen. We're, we're just the administrative branch, right? You're we're just right like now, the, right yeah, now. You're just like the vessel, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, here they come. Exactly. And, and, and I'll say this, too. I'm proud of Lincolnites because um, I've been on the show for about a year, and there's a lot of issues out there. And um, I, I believe that, you know, freedom isn't free and that we, you know, have to stand guard for our own freedoms. And um, a lot of government entities at all levels have gotten a little spry we'll call it you know gotten a little spry a little out of control and trust me people they'll get they'll get back in line when you speak peacefully and by the law there's no doubt about it i believe courage is contagious and when a brave man or woman takes a stand the spines of others are often stiffened yeah and and i think this time what we've learned is um we'll probably ask a lot of follow-up questions this time um and ensure that uh this is rescinded or goes to a vote and if it goes to a vote then we'll mobilize and and we'll get out there and and we'll vote which is our right and and the way we do things i can't thank you both enough for coming on karen nate thank you thanks for having us yeah you bet nebraska family alliance on drive time link at 1499.3 klin you'll get the 411 from dtl with commander jack riggins on 1499.3 klin we're finishing up the show. Whoo, Johnny. It's good to be back. 
good to have you back, Jack. It really is. Um, Nebraska Family Alliance, I think you guys are going to get it. Uh, we'll take a combat pause. Uh, let them count the petitions. They'll have a press conference tomorrow. We'll hear all about that. Um, I have no doubt that Lincoln's done the right thing and the people have stood up since the first time I've been in the chair. Um, you know, and I think it is a, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's a referendum on, uh, COVID masking policies, CRT, healthcare, uh, Zuckerbucks, uh, the riots. I think that there's a whole surge of Lincolnites that say we have a great city and we want to keep it a great city and we don't need to be making drastic changes. We don't need to, um, you know, go over the top. We certainly don't need government overreach. And if you're, you know, conservative like I am, you, you certainly see some, uh, far left items in there. But, you know, in the end of the day, do you want to live in a city in America where the way you look or the, what you say to somebody might have an effect and you're going to go to a tribunal appointed by the mayor to levy a $10,000 fine on you? Um, where, you know, no place is private except City Hall, where they gave themselves, you know, a uh, an out, so to speak. Just a bad piece of legislation. It's that simple. But, uh, yeah, we'll keep track of it, no doubt. Um, Johnny, I want to say, did you enjoy your week last week? You had to enjoy the wrestling. Yeah, well, yeah I I always tease because we, we had a very hard-hitting week last week with a lot of political figures. Uh, but I was like, well, Brian Blade was here, too, and that was great to me. But always great to work with Doug, too. So, yeah, it was Nice balance. Nice balance. I'll tell you what, folks. Uh, programming, no show tomorrow. We'll be back on whatever Wednesday. No show tomorrow. Whatever Wednesday. On Wednesday, 1499.3 KLIN.